Chapter 8, Part 1 of The American Language. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The American Language by H. L. Mencken. Chapter 8 Proper Names in America. Part 1 Surnames. A glance at any American city directory is sufficient to show that, despite the continued political and cultural preponderance of the original English strain, the American people have quite ceased to be authentically English in race, or even authentically British. The blood in their arteries is inordinately various and inextricably mixed, but yet not mixed enough to run a clear stream. A touch of foreignness still lingers about millions of them even in the country of their birth they show their alien origin in their speech in their domestic customs in their habits of mind and in their very names just as the scotch and the welsh have invaded england elbowing out the actual english to make room for themselves so the irish the germans the italians the scandinavians and the jews of eastern europe and in some areas the French, the Slavs, and the hybrid Spaniards have elbowed out the descendants of the first colonists. It is not exaggerating, indeed, to say that wherever the old stock comes into direct and unrestrained conflict with one of these new stocks, it tends to succumb, or, at all events, to give up the battle. The Irish, in the big cities of the East, attained to a truly impressive political power long before the first native-born generation of them had grown up. Footnote. The Great Irish Famine, which launched the chief emigration to America, extended from 1845 to 1847. The Know-Nothing movement, which was chiefly aimed at the Irish, extended from 1852 to 1860. End footnote. The Germans, following the limestone belt of the Allegheny foothills, preempted the best lands east of the mountains before the new republic was born. And so, in our own time, we have seen the Swedes and Norwegians shouldering the native from the wheat lands of the northwest, and the Italians driving the decadent New Englanders from their farms, and the Jews gobbling New York and the Slavs getting a firm foothold in the mining regions, and the French Canadians penetrating New Hampshire and Vermont, and the Japanese and Portuguese menacing Hawaii, and the awakened Negroes gradually ousting the whites from the farms of the South. The birth rate among all these foreign stocks is enormously greater than among the older stock, and though the death rate is also high, the net increase remains relatively formidable. Even without the aid of immigration, it is probable that they would continue to rise in numbers faster than the original English and so-called Scotch-Irish. Turn to the letter Z in the New York Telephone Directory, and you will find a truly astonishing array of foreign names, some of them in process of Anglicization, but many of them still arrestingly outlandish. The only Anglo-Saxon surname beginning with Z is Zacharias, 
and even that was originally borrowed from the greek to this the norman invasion seems to have added only zouche but in manhattan and the bronx even among the necessarily limited class of telephone subscribers there are nearly fifteen hundred persons whose names begin with the letter and among them one finds fully one hundred fifty different surnames the german zimmermann with either one n or two is naturally the most numerous single name and following close upon it are its derivatives zimmer and zimmern with them are many more german names zahn zeckendorf zeffert zeitler zeller zellner zeltmacher zepp Siegfeld, zabel zucker zuckermann ziegler zillman zinser and so on they are all represented heavily but they indicate neither the earliest nor the most formidable accretion for underlying them are many dutch names example zeeman and zurmand and over them are a large number of slavic italian and jewish names among the first i note zabludowski zabriski zaksinski zapinkow zaretsky zeknovich zenzalski and zivachevsky among the second zakardi zaccarini zaccaro zapparano zanelli zicarelli and zucca among the third zukor zipkin and ziskind there are two various spanish names zelaya zingaro etc and greek zapion zervakos and zuvelekis and armenian zalum zaron and zatmagian and hungarian zadek zagor and zishe and swedish zetterholm and zetterlund and a number that defy placing zreik zvan zwipf zula zur and zev any other american telephone directory will show the same extraordinary multiplication of exotic patronymics i choose at random that of pittsburgh and confine myself to the saloon keepers and clergymen among the former i find a great many german names arts bartels bloom gertner dietmer hahn feil schumann schlegel von hedemann weiss and so on and slavic names blaschkevich bukowski pualowski krikolski tuladzike and stradkevich and greek and italian names markopoulos martinelli foglia gigliotti and carabinos and names beyond my determination tiberski volongiatica herisco and hajduk very few anglo-saxon names are on the list the continental foreigner seems to be driving out the native and even the irishman from the saloon business among the clerics naturally enough there are more men of english surname but even here i find such strange names as ororov ashinsky burajanis duik silo 
Mazur, Privbliski, Pniak, Basilevich, Smelsch, and Vrunek. But Pittsburgh and New York, it may be argued, are scarcely American. Unrestricted immigration has swamped them. The newcomers crowd into the cities. Well, examine the roster of the National House of Representatives, which surely represents the whole country. On it, I find Bacharach, Dupre, Esch, Estopinal, Focht, Heinz, Kahn, Kies, Kreider, La Guardia, Kraus, Lazaro, Lebach, Romju, Siegel, and Zielmann, not to mention the insular delegates Calagnanole, Devera, Davila, and Yanko, and enough Irishmen to organize a parliament at Dublin. In the New York City directory, the fourth most common name is now Murphy, an Irish name, and the fifth most common is Meyer, which is German and chiefly Jewish. The Meyers are the Smiths of Austria and of most of Germany. They outnumber all other clans. After them come the Schultzes and Krauses, just as the Joneses and Williamses follow the Smiths in Great Britain. Schultz and Kraus do not seem to be very common names in New York, but Schmidt, Muller, Schneider, and Klein appear among the fifty commonest. Cohen and Levy rank eighth and ninth, and are both ahead of Jones, which is second in England, and Williams, which is third. Taylor, a highly typical British name, ranking fourth in England and Wales, is twenty-third in New York. Ahead of it, beside Murphy, Meyer, Cohn, and Levy, are Schmidt, Ryan, O'Brien, Kelly, and Sullivan. Robinson, which is 12th in England, is 39th in New York. Even Schneider and Muller are ahead of it. In Chicago, Olson, Schmidt, Meyer, Hansen, and Larson are ahead of Taylor, and Hoffman and Becker are ahead of Ward. In Boston, Sullivan and Murphy are ahead of any English name save Smith. In Philadelphia, Myers is just below Robinson. Nor, as I have said, is this large proliferation of foreign surnames confined to the large cities. There are whole regions in the southwest in which Lopez and Gonzalez are far commoner names than Smith, Brown, or Jones, and whole regions in the Middle West, wherein Olson is commoner than either Taylor or Williams, and places both north and south where Duval is at least as common as Brown. Moreover, the true proportions of this admixture of foreign blood are partly concealed by a wholesale anglicization of surnames, sometimes deliberate and sometimes the fruit of mere confusion. That Smith, Brown, and Miller remain in first, second, and third places among the surnames of New York is surely no sound evidence of Anglo-Saxon survival. The German and Scandinavian Schmidt has undoubtedly contributed many a Smith, and Braun many a Brown, and Muller many a Miller. In the same way, 
johnson which holds first place among chicago surnames and anderson which holds third are plainly reinforced from scandinavian sources and the former may also owe something to the russian ivanov miller is a relatively rare name in england it is not among the fifty most common but it stands thirtieth in boston fourth in new york and baltimore and second in philadelphia footnote it was announced by the bureau of war risk insurance on march thirty nineteen eighteen that there were then fifteen thousand millers in the united states army on the same day there were two hundred sixty two john j o'briens of whom fifty had wives named mary End footnote. in the last named city the influence of muller probably borrowed from the pennsylvania dutch is plainly indicated and in chicago it is likely that there are also contributions from the scandinavian moller the polish janzuski and the bohemian Mlinar. myers as we have seen is a common surname in philadelphia so are fox and snyder in some part at least they have been reinforced by the pennsylvania dutch meyer fuchs and schneider sometimes muller changes to miller sometimes to muller and sometimes it remains unchanged but with the spelling made m u e l l e r muller and muller do not appear among the commoner names in philadelphia all the mullers seem to have become millers thus putting miller in second place but in chicago with miller in fourth place there is also muller in thirty-first place and in new york with miller in third place there is also muller in twenty-fourth place such changes chiefly based upon transliterations are met with in all countries the name of taf familiar in austrian history had an irish prototype probably taft general demikoff one of the russian commanders at the battle of zorndorf in seventeen fifty eight was a swede born temikult franz maria van tugut the austrian diplomatist was a member of an italian tyrolese family named tunicotto this became tunictgut do no good in austria and was changed to tugut do good to bring it into greater accord with its possessor's deserts in bonaparte the italian buono became the french bon many english surnames are decayed forms of norman french names for example sydney from saint denis diver from dever bridgewater from beur de volte montgomery from de montgomery garnet from garino and seymour from Sammor. A large number of so-called Irish names are the products of rough-and-ready transliterations of Gaelic patronymics. For example, Findlay from Fionla, Dermot from Diamud, and Maclean from McGillian. In the same way, 
the name of phoenix park in dublin came from fionisk fine water of late some of the more ardent irish authors and politicians have sought to return to the originals thus o'sullivan has become o'sullivan pierce has become pierre mac sweeney has become mac Souvine, and patrick has suffered a widespread transformation to podre but in america with a language of peculiar vowel sounds and even consonant sounds struggling against a foreign invasion unmatched for strength and variety such changes have been far more numerous than across the ocean and the legal rule of idem sonans is of much wider utility than anywhere else in the world if it were not for that rule there would be endless difficulties for the wises whose grandfathers were wises and the leonards born leonhards leonhards or lenarts and the mannies who descend and inherit from le man a crude popular etymology says a leading authority on surnames often begins to play upon a name that is no longer significant to the many so the thurgods have become thoroughgoods and the toddenackers have become the pennsylvania dutch toothakers much as asparagus has become sparrow grass so too the Wittnachts of boyle county kentucky descendants of a hollander have become whitenecks and the lens of lower pennsylvania descendants of some far-off german have become lanes footnote harriet lane johnston was of this family End footnote. edgar allen poe was a member of a family long settled in western maryland the founder being one po or pfau a native of the palatinate major george armistead who defended fort mchenry in eighteen fourteen when francis scott key wrote the star-spangled banner was the descendant of an armstadt who came to virginia from hesdarmstadt general george a custer the indian fighter was the great-grandson of one Custer, a hessian soldier paroled after burgoyne's surrender william wirt anti-masonic candidate for the presidency in eighteen thirty two was the son of one wirt william paca a signer of the declaration of independence was the great-grandson of a bohemian named paca general w s rosencrantz was really a rosencrantz even the surname of abraham lincoln according to some authorities was an anglicized form of linkhorn such changes in fact are almost innumerable every work upon american genealogy is full of examples the first foreign names to undergo the process were dutch and french among the former riger was debased to riker vanderveer to vandiver van hise to van ice van siegel to van sickle van arsdale to vannersdale and harlan or harlem to harlan among the latter petit 
became Potite. Cahier changed to Kyle. De la Haye to De la Haye. De Jean to De Chang. Guizot to Gosset. Guerillon to Caron. Soul to Sewell. Gervais to Jarvis. Bale to Bailey. Fontaine to Fountain. Denis to Denny. Pebaudier to Peabody. Bompas to Bumpus. And De L'Hôtel to Doolittle. Frenchmen and French Canadians who came to New England, says Chelles de Verre, had to pay for such hospitality as they there received by the sacrifice of their names. The brave Boncourt, Captain Marriott tells us in his diary, became Mr. Bunker, and gave his name to Bunker's Hill. But it was the German immigration that provoked the first really wholesale slaughter. A number of characteristic German sounds, for example that of U and the guttural in ch and g are almost impossible to the Anglo-Saxon pharynx, and so they had to go. Thus, bloch was changed to block or black, ochs to oaks, hoch to hoke, fischbach to fishback, albrecht to albert or albright, and steinfeig to steinway, and the grunfort Bach was almost universally changed to bow, as in Brumbau. The U met the same fate. Grun was changed to green, Fjör to fear or Führ, Warner to Warner, Jurink to Deering, and Schnabel to Snavely, Snavely, or Snivelly. In many other cases, there were changes in spelling to preserve vowel sounds differently represented in German and English. Thus, Blum was changed to Bloom. Footnote. Henry Harrison, in his Dictionary of the Surnames of the United Kingdom, London, 1912, shows that such names as Bloom, Klein, etc., always represent transliterations of German names. They are unknown to genuinely British nomenclature. End footnote. Royce to Royce, Kirster to Kester, Kiele to Kiele, Schrader to Schrader, Stehli to Staley, Wehmann to Wehmann, Friedmann to Friedman. Baumann to Bowman, and Lang, as the best compromise possible, to Long. The change of Aim to Ames belongs to the same category. The addition of the final S represents a typical effort to substitute the nearest related Anglo-Saxon name. Other examples of that effort are to be found in Michaels for Michaelis, Bowers for Bower, Johnson for Johansson, Ford for Forth, 
Heinz for Heinz, Kemp for Kempf, Formann for Formen, Kuhns or Kuhns for Kuntz, Hoover for Huber, Levering for Liebering, Jones for Jonas, Swope for Schwab, Height or Hyde for Hyde, Andrews for Andre, Young for Jung, and Pence for Pence. The American antipathy to accented letters mentioned in the chapter on spelling is particularly noticeable among surnames. An immigrant named Forst inevitably becomes plain first in the United States, and if not the man, then surely his son. Low, in the same way, is transformed into low. Footnote. I lately encountered the following sign in front of an automobile repair shop. For puncture or blow, bring it to low. End footnote. Lurman into Lerman, Schern into Schon, Souple into Supply or Supply, Luders into Luders, and Brûle into Brill. Even when no accent betrays it, the foreign diphthong is under hard pressure. Thus, the German Ur disappears, and Lerb is changed to Lobe or Labe, Erler to Oler, Lurser to Lesser, and Schern to Schon or Shane. In the same way, the AU in such names as Rosenau changes to aw, aw. So too, the French oi sound is disposed of, and Dubois is pronounced Dubois, and Boileau acquires a first syllable rhyming with toil. So with the kn in the German names of the Knapp class. They are all pronounced, probably by analogy with night, as if they began with N. So with SCH. Schneider becomes Snyder. Schlegel becomes Slegel. And Schluter becomes Sluter. If a foreigner clings to the original spelling of his name, he must usually expect to hear it mispronounced. Roth in American, quickly becomes Roth. Fremont, losing both accent and the French E, becomes Fremont. Bloom begins to rhyme with dumb. Mon rhymes with van. And lang with hang. Kranz, Lanz, and their cognates with chance. Kurz, with shirts. The first syllable of Gutmann with but. The first of Haller with bay. The first of Werner with turn. The first of Wagner with nag. Uller in America is always Euler. Berg loses its German E sound for an English U sound, and its German hard G for an English G.
it becomes identical with the berg of iceberg the same change in the vowel occurs in erdmann in Koenig, the german diphthong succumbs to a long o and the hard g becomes k the common pronunciation is konig often in berger the g becomes soft and the name rhymes with verger it becomes soft too in bittinger in wilstach and welsbach the ch becomes a k in anhäuser the eu changes to a long i the final e important in german is nearly always silenced dome rhymes with foam kühne becomes keen in addition to these transliterations there are constant translations of foreign proper names many a pennsylvania carpenter says dr oliphant bearing a surname that is english from the french from the latin and there a celtic loanword in origin is neither english nor french nor latin nor celt but an original german zimmermann a great many other such translations are under everyday observation fund becomes pound becker baker schumacher shoemaker Koenig, king weisberg whitehill koch cook footnote koch a common german name has very hard sledding in america its correct pronunciation is almost impossible to americans at best it becomes coke hence it is often changed not only to cook but to cox coke or even cocky End footnote. Newman, Newman. Schaefer, Shepherd or Shepard. Gutmann, Goodman. Goldschmidt, Goldsmith. Edelstein, Noblestone. Steiner, Stoner. Meister, Masters. Schwartz, Black. Weiss, white weber weaver butcher booker vogelgesang birdsong sontag sunday and so on partial translations are also encountered example studebaker from studebecker and reindollar from reintaller by the same process among the newer immigrants the polish witkiewicz becomes wilson the bohemian bohumil becomes godfrey and the bohemian kovar and the russian kuznetsov become smith some curious examples are occasionally encountered thus henry woodhouse a gentleman prominent in aeronautical affairs came to the united states from italy as mario terenzio enrico casaleño his new surname is simply a translation of his old one and the belmonts the bankers unable to find a euphonious english equivalent for their german jewish patronymic of schoenberg chose a french one that americans could pronounce 
in part as i say these changes in surname are enforced by the sheer inability of americans to pronounce certain continental consonants and their disinclination to remember the continental vowel sounds many an immigrant finding his name constantly mispronounced changes its vowels or drops some of its consonants many another shortens it or translates it or changes it entirely for the same reason just as a well-known greco-french poet changed his greek name of papa diamantopoulos to moreas because papa diamantopoulos was too much for frenchmen and as an eminent polish-english novelist changed his polish name of korzeniowski to conrad because few englishmen could pronounce owski correctly so the italian or greek or slav immigrant coming up for naturalization very often sheds his family name with his old allegiance and emerges as taylor jackson or wilson i once encountered a firm of polish jews showing the name of robinson and jones on its signboard whose partners were born rubinowitz and jonas i lately heard of a german named Knoche, a name doubly difficult to americans what with the k n and the c h who changed it boldly to knox to avoid being called knocky a greek named zoiopoulos kolokotronis mavrokerdatos or constantinopoulos would find it practically impossible to carry on amicable business with americans his name would arouse their mirth if not their downright ire and the same burden would lie upon a hungarian named benitskini or gialwi or silagi or vezerchilagok or a finn named kyrkesen or jaskalainen or tulinsu or Otnen, all honorable finnish patronomics or a swede named hogrian or she or leon hufud or a bohemian named serb or rupka or for that matter a german named kanengeiser or schnappaupf or fannenbecker but more important than this purely linguistic hostility there is a deeper social enmity and it urges the immigrant to change his name with even greater force for a hundred years past all the heaviest and most degrading labor of the united states has been done by successive armies of foreigners and so a concept of inferiority has come to be attached to mere foreignness in addition these newcomers pressing upward steadily in the manner already described have offered the native a formidable and considering their lower standards of living what has appeared to him to be an unfair competition on his own plane and as a result a hatred born of disastrous rivalry has been added to his disdain our unmatchable vocabulary of derisive names for foreigners reveals the national attitude the french bosch the german hunyade for hungarian footnote this is army slang but promises to survive the germans during the war had no opprobrious nicknames for their foes the french were always die franzosen 
the english were the inglando and so on even when most violently abused even their yankee was rare End footnote. and the old english froggy for frenchmen seem lone and feeble beside our great repertoire dago wop guinea kike goose mick harp bohick bohunk squarehead greaser canuck spigotty footnote spigotty originating at panama now means a native of any latin american region under american protection and in general any latin american it is navy slang but has come into extensive civilian use it is a derisive daughter of no spick inglaise End footnote. chink polack dutchy scowegian hunky and yellow-belly this disdain tends to pursue an immigrant with extraordinary rancor when he bears a name that is unmistakably foreign and hence difficult to the native and open to his crude burlesque moreover the general feeling penetrates the man himself particularly if he be ignorant and he comes to believe that his name is not only a handicap but also intrinsically discreditable that it wars subtly upon his worth and integrity footnote reaction to personal names by dr c p oberndorf psychoanalytic review volume five number one january nineteen eighteen this so far as i know is the only article in english which deals with the psychological effects of surnames upon their bearers abraham silberer and other german psychoanalysts have made contributions to the subject dr oberndorf alludes incidentally to the positive social prestige which goes with an english air and to a smaller extent with a french air in america he tells of an italian who changed his patronymic of di pucci into de pucci to make it more aristocratic and of a german bearing the genuinely aristocratic name of von Landschaffshausen, who changed it to a typically english name because the latter seemed more distinguished to his neighbors End footnote. this feeling perhaps accounted for a good many changes of surnames among germans upon the entrance of the united states into the war but in the majority of cases of course the changes so copiously reported example from bielefelder to banson and from pulvermacher to pullman were merely efforts at protective coloration the immigrant in a time of extraordinary suspicion and difficulty tried to get rid of at least one handicap footnote the effects of race antagonism upon language are still to be investigated the etymology of slave indicates that the inquiry might yield interesting results the word french in english is largely used to suggest sexual perversion in german anything russian is barbarous and english education hints at flagellation the french for many years called a certain contraband appliance a capote anglaise but after the entente cordiale they changed the name to capote allemande 
the common english name to this day is french letter End footnote. this motive constantly appears among the jews who face an anti-semitism that is imperfectly concealed and may be expected to grow stronger hereafter once they have lost the faith of their fathers a phenomenon almost inevitable in the first native-born generation they shrink from all the disadvantages that go with jewishness and seek to conceal their origin or at all events to avoid making it unnecessarily noticeable to this end they modify the spelling of the more familiar jewish surnames turning levi into lui lut levit levin levine levi levi footnote the english jews usually change levi to lewis a substitute almost unknown in america they also change abraham to bremen and moses to moss End footnote. and even lever cohen into cone con con can coin and con Aaron's into Aaron's and Aaron's, and Solomon into Salmon, Salomon, and Solmson. In the same way, they shorten their long names, changing Wolfsheimer to Wolf, Goldschmidt to Gold, and Rosenblatt, Rosenthal, Rosenbaum, Rosenau, Rosenberg, Rosenbush, Rosenbloom rosenstein rosenheim and rosenfelt to rose like the germans they also seek refuge in translations more or less literal thus on the east side of new york blumenthal is often changed to bloomingdale schneider to taylor reichman to richmond and schlachtfeld to warfield Fiddler, a common Jewish name, becomes Harper. So does Pickler, which is Yiddish for drummer. Stolar, which is a Yiddish word borrowed from the Russian signifying carpenter, is often changed to carpenter. Lichtmann and Lichtenstein become Chandler. Mailach, which is Hebrew for king, becomes king, and so does Belakson the strong tendency to seek english-sounding equivalents for names of noticeably foreign origin changes share into sherman michel into mitchell rogowski into rogers kolinsky into collins rabinovich into robbins davidovich into davis moiseyev into macy or mason and jacobson jacobovich and jacobovsky into jackson this last change proceeds by way of a transient change to jake or jack as a nickname jacob is always abbreviated to one or the other on the east side yankelevich also becomes jackson for yankel is yiddish for jacob footnote for these observations of name changes among the Jews, I am indebted to Abraham Khan. End footnote. Among the immigrants of other stocks, 
some extraordinarily radical changes in name are to be observed greek names of five and even eight syllables shrink to smith hungarian names that seem to be all consonants are reborn in such euphonious forms as martin and lacy i have encountered a gregory who was born grigurevich in serbia a huler who was born ulyaric a graves who descends from the fine old dutch family of skravenhag i once knew a man named lawton whose grandfather had been a lawton burger first he shed the burger and then he changed the spelling of lauten to make it fit the inevitable american mispronunciation there is again a family of dicks in the south whose ancestor was a schwittendieck apparently a dutch or low german name there is yet again a celebrated american artist of the bohemian patronymic of hrubka who has abandoned it for a surname which is common to all the teutonic languages and is hence easy for americans the italians probably because of the relations established by the catholic church often take irish names as they marry irish girls it is common to hear of an italian pugilist or politician named kelly or o'brien the process of change is often informal but even legally it is quite facile the naturalization act of june twenty nine nineteen o six authorizes the court as a part of the naturalization of any alien to make an order changing his name this is frequently done when he receives his last papers sometimes if the newspapers are to be believed without his solicitation and even against his protest if the matter is overlooked at the time he may change his name later on like any other citizen by simple application to a court of record among names of anglo-saxon origin and names naturalized long before the earliest colonization one notes certain american peculiarities setting off the nomenclature of the united states from that of the mother country the relative infrequency of hyphenated names in america is familiar when they appear at all it is almost always in response to direct english influences again a number of english family names have undergone modification in the new world venable may serve as a specimen the form in england is almost invariably venables but in america the final s has been lost and every example of the name that i have been able to find in the leading american reference books is without it and where spellings have remained unchanged pronunciations have been frequently modified this is particularly noticeable in the south callow hill down there is commonly pronounced carol crenshaw is granger hawthorne horton hayward howard norsworthy nazary ironmonger munger Fahrenholt fernall camp kemp buchanan bohannon drury droit enruti darby and taliaferro tolliver the english crown and shields pronounce every syllable of their name 
the american crown and shields commonly make it crunchel van shake an old new york name is pronounced von skoik a good many american jews aiming at a somewhat laborious refinement change the pronunciation of the terminal stein in their names so that it rhymes not with line but with bean thus in fashionable jewish circles there are no longer any epsteins goldsteins and hammersteins but only epsteins goldsteins and hammersteins the american jews differ further from the english in pronouncing levy to make the first syllable rhyme with t the english jews always make the name levy to match such american prodigies as darby for enruti the english themselves have hools for howells sillinger for saint leger singin for st john pool for powell weems for wemis kerduggan for cadigan mobrer for marlborough key for canes marchbanks for marjoribanks beecham for beauchamp chumley for chalmondley trossley for trotter's cliff and darby for derby not to mention maudlin for magdalen end of chapter eight part one recording by linda johnson